2: Next one, sympathetic villain. I am
3: sick and tired of sympathetic villains. Let's go.
2: Let's go. So mired! Give me some pure
3: evil. I love a good pure evil villain. (laughs) Yes.
2: Welcome back to Tudor Ramble episode 64. I'm Austin. And this is Richard. And we lied to you. The title of this video, Rich, you know what it says? It says 50 fantasy sci-fi tropes that we're going to rank tier list," as you can see here. But guess what? 50 is a good number. No, it's not. Hmm. I'll do you one better. 51? I'll do you two better. 52? I'll do you three better. 54? I'll do you four. No, it's actually... Okay. Wait, wait, you said... <laughs> I, ha- I had my own punchline set up and you supped or fudged my punchline and made it better. Yes. Oh damn it. But we have 53 tropes from fantasy and sci-fi we're gonna tier list these i made this whole sheet i'll actually have it up if you guys want to use the same sheet we're going to use rich you haven't seen what i'm going to present mm-hmm. but i basically have every trope known to mankind every trope? you can't have every trope well in fantasy and sci-fi
3: you could have every trope
2: there's not that many tropes in fantasy
3: <laughs> well everybody... to be fair of the things i've read yeah like they
2: Fantasy doesn't go outside the box that often. When There's it does, 53, exactly. Yeah, exactly 53 I'm tropes. curious, to see, after we do this whole thing, I want to see if you could think of any I missed. Okay, I'll try. I'll do my and best. This is going to be a long video strap in. It's going to be fun. We're just going to talk tropes, throw them up there. If you guys agree or disagree with us, plop them in the comments. But if you disagree, say it with your heart. Like, come on, don't don't be scared. Say something like, be mean to Rich. I, I
3: enjoy some good, mean comments. I, yeah. I get a little bit of pleasure at it because if it's completely out of left field and doesn't make sense it makes me laugh if it actually hits close to home ooh that's the sweeter
2: still because then I it makes me grow There, I won't say what comment it was and I promise we will get into the tier listing of the tropes We will. there was a comment I won't say by who it was or what it was but Rich read it and came to me the other day and was like that guy's kind of right should we change things up a little bit <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah but he, we have to. It's huge. But anyways. So the comments, you know, they do affect us. Occasionally. And it, it makes us stronger when they're meaner. That is true. We become better. And you know what? So let us know if you agree or disagree with these. You want to get off with the first on this. We have 53 to get through. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. So the first trope. The empire is falling, and as you can see on our tier list here, we have S A B C D F ranked. You know S tier is the best, F's the worst. Then we have an even worse ranking right there. You know Rings of Power, so that's the worst of the worst. Nice, nice. And the, I'm gonna save that tier for
3: what truly deserves it. Empire of the Fall,
2: Empire is falling, does not deserve that. No,
3: it's it's a good one. And How good It's do a you very think? common one, actually. In many ways it's so overplayed. I'm almost looking for a story that's like the umpire's not falling like. <laughs> it's always like uh, I can I think it was some post I saw online of like comparing it to dragons. There's always either the you know dragons are dragons are disappearing and there's no there's not many dragons anymore. Or there's way too many dragons. It's kind of like with the empire thing. Like the empire is either the the rise of the empire or the fall of the empire. There's never an empire that's just chill. I want just like real established empire, just right there, like in the height of its power. That's what I want. Just want to kind of... see it once or twice.
2: So where are you feeling on this list then? How good or how bad is this trope? Because by the way it sounds, I think you're gonna I think throw it's it in a B. C. See. because it's not it's
3: not inherent. It doesn't inherently make a story better. Hmm. It's not a trope that I'm looking at that I'm going. Oh yeah, it's that trope improves the story. No, it it's doesn't improve. It doesn't make it worse. It's a neutral
2: trope. Does it make you excited to see what's going to happen to the empire if there's a new one that's going to replace it? I think. No, not Listen, really. I'm going to throw this out here. I think it deserves like a bottom tier B. Bottom tier. There's B? There's some bad tropes I think because if we're going S A B C D F. You're saying it's slightly below average. I think M- Empire Scallowing average can get C, isn't it? Uh, C is right average. Well, we've got six tier. Oh, you're right. Rings of Power tier. I yeah. forgot about the Rings of Power tier. Okay. There's also Rings of Power tier. If I can be convinced of a low B. I'll acquiesce to C, but we can move this later. Okay. Okay. Fine. Just remember, I gave you this this kind mm-hmm. this kind uh, show of friendship here. Okay. Because this <laughs> next one, Enemies to Lover, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this first. I love it. I don't care. I know people hate Enemies to Lovers. I love Enemies to Lovers. Really?
3: Yeah. Okay. I've heard this before. Of the reason why people like the enemies to lovers trope is if you're looking at it from like from especially from the woman's perspective of uh, your female main character has a male enemy or it specifically in this kind of relationship. Like I'm sure it works for a gay relationship, but anyway, for a straight heterosexual relationship, if the person's an enemy, if the, the man's an enemy, an enemy respects you. Like, a good enemy actually respects, respects you. Like, if a friend or someone, like, not necessarily respects you, like, likes you, but does, can't make, can look, at, look down on you. But an enemy, by necessity, has to respect you. And so that's why some people like it.
2: Yeah, and I also like it because it shows you overcoming it. It, it actually leads to something. You overcome a difference. You go through some sort of trauma that brings you guys together. Something like that. Whereas friends to lovers, it's like, oh, you've been friends for 20... 20- that's just normal. That just happens. And it's every guy out there trying to... You know, that's friend zone. Tries to get that friends to lovers thing going on. But enemies to lovers, it's just more real. It's, you hate each other and something happens. When I say enemies to lovers to you, it's like, why are they... What happened to get yeah, I them mean, from that to that? I mean, yeah... The- you know, the, I'm
3: always I'm always looking for a relationship with a guy who killed my mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just for that, I think this should be a tier at least. Come on. No, I mean, uh, what's a good example uh, that you have? Give me one good example, and I'll I'll give you B.
2: My future book. Ugh. <laughs> better, I knew, better that would be the, I knew that would be the worst whatever yes. <laughs> basically every ya group uh ya book i grew up on it's where you always have the the edgy the listen this I'm is my disagree inner, with this is you my inner it, yeah. ya coming out fine
3: i disagree with you on it because it normally is just not that fun
2: where me. would you put it let's let's put it in the middle d, d. yeah i'm not a big fan of it <laughs> Okay, let's put it top of C if you want it that low. Fine. Top of C, and maybe we can go back to that one. You you hate it that much. I just dislike it. What? I'm just not the biggest
3: fan. Okay. It's not my
2: favorite trope. We'll agree on this next one, though. Doesn't kill bad guys. F. Not rings of power. No, rings of power. Does it? Rings of power. You know why I'm saying rings of power? Why? It can be done... It's one of my least favorite tropes. It's done well... I can only think
3: of one case I've ever seen it done well. That's Daredevil Season 3.
2: I haven't seen that.
3: Daredevil Season 3 is a perfect season of television. Like, perfect season Mm -hmm. of television. And it handles that exact trope marvelously. Better than Batman, better than any other
2: version I've seen of this whole trope. This trope That's the only time it's done well. The reason this is so bad is this can ruin a story it can if this is done poorly it destroys the story for me and this has happened in movies and books i've read where it gets so infuriating this whole trope of you most of the time you kill all these henchmen who don't really matter and then it comes to the big bad villain and all of a sudden you're like oh i can't kill so yeah, yeah no, that's no. when it's done really bad there's also your batman there's also your other cases where it can work so, okay fine it can go f Acquiesced- rings of Power. I've acquiesced three times. I'm Good. expecting favors. <laughs> I'm- <laughs> hey. <laughs> so that's... We're, we're okay with F? Yeah, we're okay with F. All right. This next one, Mary Sue, Gary Stu. I think it has to be for Rings of Power,
3: just on the nature of what Rings of Power was. Like, it's
2: it inherently ruins the whole thing. A Mary Sue, Gary Stu? Yeah. Is there any argument to say... If it's a meta joke on the Mary Sue Gary Stew, where you could say it's a it's a purposefully altered like a One Punch Man is a Gary Stew in a sense of he's good at everything, but his one flaw you would say as a character is he's depressed to the point. Of what is it? It's the by the way he's One nihilistic. Punch Man, yeah. yeah. I, well, One Punch Man a great a, show.
3: So the inherent nature of a Gary Stew Mary Stew type thing is. Yeah. It's supposed to be a self-insert fan fiction where they have no external or internal flaws, and they outshine every other character in a scene. Oh, they're in.
2: is that does this mean no external or internal flaws? Basically. Okay, I didn't know it meant zero. So it means zero flaws.
3: Yeah. So I it come. So the okay. whole the whole phrase comes from a Star Trek fanfic. Where the main character is Mary Sue, like mm. literally her name she was a self you know probably some young young girl wrote a fan fiction of, of Star Trek and basically you know every single character on the enterprise is in love with her she had so she's just so smart and talented all the crew look up to her they're all in love with her she solves the problems super easily all that stuff and so it's just some fanfic. Story. Just has no conflict. No conflict because she's perfect and everyone loves her. Okay. That's what the original Mary Sue character.
2: Got it. So I'm obviously thinking F for Rings of Power here. I didn't know that. So the way I thought Mary Sue Geary 2 was, was you're good at everything, having no, having no in, basically flaws with your capabilities. I didn't know that it extended to having no external flaws.
3: No, because there's plenty of characters like Anakin Skywalker. Who is the most powerful Jedi, you know, of the whole prequels? He, on purely power base, like he is the most powerful. He doesn't have to work really hard for his abilities. Like he's just naturally very gifted. Mm-hmm. He's not a Gary Stew because he has internal problems with his rage and his unable to process grief. So that's his problem that he has. Okay, got it. So, yeah. And characters dislike him. People don't. Things don't always go his way. Got it. Difference with Rey Skywalker. Oh God, It sounded bad in my mouth.
2: Did you just say Rey Skywalker? I said Skywalker. Ugh. Wow, I'm clipping that. Rey,
3: Rey, whatever her last name is. She, everyone loves her. Even her, even her enemy, which mm, enemies love her. Oh, thing. done poorly. That is done awfully. Yeah. Goes into. Wait so, a second. Has no. Wait interest. a second
2: moving the enemies down one, <laughs> just because so,
3: that's in, Sky, in Rise of Skywalker she doesn't have to really work for anything mm-hmm. so she outshines all of her peers in every aspect that her co-stars have a shine she outshines them everyone likes her and she has no struggles and flaws like, that's she is almost a definition of no, a she has Sue. flaws,
2: she has to deal with Which how one? good she is at everything <laughs> Like it's, it's hard to be that good yeah. You gotta Can't you relate to that? Can't you relate to someone being an awesome fighter pilot as soon as they enter a plane or a, a ship, I should say? Isn't that relatable? Isn't that nice? Oh, God. Yeah, no. You know what? Rings of power, let's put it. Rings of power, okay. But I did. So that is something I just learned then. So Mary Stu and Gary Stu extends to just it basically means no conflicts going on with the character. They are good at everything and they have no problems. Yeah, I think so, the
3: biggest one is everyone. everyone likes them and no one basically no one outshines one question the universe surrounds them
2: one question then James Bond is James Bond a Gary Stu if James yeah kinda yeah so does he does that mean it goes to F because James Bond's cool Uh, we we should say you're bringing up a very interesting point I mean think about it rings of power level like we could we should only put one at that level rings of powers (laughs) like you you put very few things I think I think F
3: You know what? We may move it later, but because
2: we got to save that for the worst of the worst, you know, like
3: there's plenty (laughs) of self insert stories that are like, that's what they are. And it's fine. They're just supposed to be that guy. You're just supposed to put yourself in their shoes. Like they're not an actual character.
2: So what's F tier? F tier. F tier. This let's... is gonna be a long video strapping everybody. Oof. Okay, we gotta go. A little let's let's no, start no. going. Let's take our time. Hey, get okay. a coffee. Get, get a drink. Get something. Whether it's the
3: morning. I'm it's... trying to look out for you. You you're the one that edits videos. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> okay, next one. Friends to lovers. That goes a solid C. It's not good, it's not bad,
2: it just is. It seems like that's just normal. I'm honest. I was, you know, my initial reaction. Again, we are critical here. I'm mm. sorry for if, if you're just watching our channel for the first time. Unwelcome. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> no, but friends to lovers, I think is a genuine F tier. Really? I. The reason I think can't so think of about, one. No, there. It can be. It happens a lot, obviously, but some a a lot of times it could be a forced romance, or it could be very cliche, very obvious, and sometimes it's a platonic. Relationship is more rewarding than a forced romance. And whereas, why I prefer the enemies, I guess I prefer the enemies to lovers way over the friends to lovers is because there's more of a directive behind that. Where the enemies to lovers, there's an arc. There's an arc of they had to go through something to get there. Whereas friends to lovers, it's all right, you were friends, and now you're lovers. I think I just said what the thing was friends to lovers. It's just, there's no, uh, there's nothing interesting about it.
3: I don't know. It just you see a you see a relationship grow and blossom into something different. That's that's maybe what I'm, it is. Maybe I'm I mean, just more
2: pessimistic than uh,
3: <laughs> I don't know. It seems normal and fine to me. Like, Do you that's think that's we'll one
2: day be uh... no? Okay, that's that's that door is closed <laughs> and locked shut. So I think D tier because I you said C. I said F. We got to meet in the middle. D fine. Okay, look, we're already our relationships okay. <laughs> <laughs> For audio only listeners, we have a new plushie. He's flipping the plushie into angry mode. <laughs> All right. Go. Fellowship trope.
3: I think that has to be S tier. Because it's I've never seen it done poorly, and it always makes a story
2: better. Agreed. S tier. S tier What is there to complain about when you have a group of people going together, a band, whether it's whether it's for a th- group of three group of ten and how, I don't they, think there's, they come to s- different circumstances
3: bring them together for a common goal
2: it brings interesting personalities they could either clash work together you can get unique ones where there's that band of brothers what's that book Kings I of the Wild Kings of the Wild which has yeah. a cool fellowship you've referenced also we had a a, a pot episode with the Gwynn brothers who loved the fellowship as well so I mean yeah everybody loves fellowship we're going Esther
3: mm-hmm.
2: and next one a good old fashioned quest
3: Ooh, I think we got our first B. I love a good quest. It's like, it's up there of that's what fantasy is. Like you go back to the earliest type of fantasy. Like think King Arthur, King Arthur. What mm. What is that whole story? King Arthur goes on a quest. It's all quests. D and D campaigns is going on a quest.
2: All the good stuff. Like, all of these are quests. Our ride to ten thousand subscribers—it's a quest. Subscribe it's, down below. Oh god! I think I think that's a good B tier.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's it's always it's always pretty darn good, but classic, not classic. Yeah,
2: it doesn't outshine everything, but it's not for bad. What makes a quest even better is typically a quest is given to a fellowship, so the quest True. is the. The not the premonition is the prelude to the fellowship getting together (laughs) so good quest good quest now how about this one point of views coming together gotta be A
3: I love that It, it is always so much fun seeing that all the characters and if the POVs are separate typically that means the audience has knowledge the characters don't know and it's always so cathartic when the characters come together and they start piecing things together that the audience has and it's so wonderful moments
2: yeah uh, agree with everything said there. so a tier it's especially when the characters disperse at the beginning of a book mm-hmm. where hey they work together they're separated and they come back five books later or six. oh yeah are you kidding me I just, and then you see the growth oh of all God. the characters
3: oh say it what are you going with i'm just saying i'm having those moments in wheel of time already oh, damn on it. my second read through yeah yeah like I'm getting that reaction of the come together moment and you and the other characters see how much a character has changed. Yep. And I'm just like, oh, I'm loving it. Oh, Is it so wrong feels- to
2: say every major series might do that? Game of Thrones does it. The Song of Ice and Fire does it. Lord of the Rings does it. Wheel of Time does it. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's such... A, yeah. Stormlight does it. Everything does
3: it. Well, typically, for if you have multiple POVs, they're going to separate at some point. They're not always going to be together. How boring would that be? It'd be kind just, of weird yeah. if they were just always together. Something always kind of separates them. And so if, some, if they separate, they have to come back together at some point.
2: Yeah, A tier. I think the only reason not S tier is what? Because it's just... it's
3: <sighs> It can be handled not well sometimes. Like If there wasn't enough of a change, it
2: can just feel pointless. You know why that's okay, though? Hmm. This next one's an S tier. Last Stand. Don't um, even, don't even actually at me. actually disagree with you on
3: this one. Are you joking? Oh yeah, I don't think it's that good. Is I it... think it's done poorly many, but I think it's done poorly more times than it's done well. What? Because most of the time what when are... I see the Last Stand trope, what? it's what? accompanied by a deus ex machina.
2: Okay, go on that.
3: Almost every time you get a Last Stand type thing, it's always right after the last stand, there's some type there's some type of Deus Ex Machina that sweeps in swoops in and saves the day. Because if you have a last stand, there's typically consequences and most stories trying to avoid those consequences with it.
2: Whoa. Okay, when I think last stand, first thing that comes to mind is mm-hmm. Gandalf riding over that hill. As the that's the and it's not a Deus Ex Machina in that situation. But well, no, it's a,
3: the characters. So Huh. Gandalf is the... No, he's a dead. savior. But I the mean, last
2: he's the savior. stand is Helm's Deep. You know, that's Helm's a last Deep, yeah. stand. And just like in Minas Tirith, it's a last stand. You have some of the most epic battles are just... Right of the Rohirrim. Die! Death! Death! <laughs> How do you know? I am so stuck. Okay, so you probably, you've probably you read more stories than me, so you've seen more last stands that just fell flat?
3: Yeah, just normally when you know... Now, here's the thing. Lord of the Rings does it well where you know Gandalf is coming. And it's kind of hyped up. If it's not much of a... It's a last
2: stand kind of... That's disgusting, by the way. Don't ever say that. You said <laughs> it was done well. No, it's done. We say perfect. When you say Lord of the Rings, you say perfect. Okay. Yeah, that's better.
3: But here's the thing. They're kind of out, wait. They don't know if Gandalf's going to get there in time, so they're staying... You know, their last stand until Gandalf res. So they're yeah. waiting for that. When I think of last stand, I think of like... Yeah, there's no one coming. There's no one coming. We're it... We're, we're all going to die here together. And then, of course, something sweeps in and
2: saves the day. This also happens in... I don't know if we should say all the series it happens in because it's kind it happens of... I mean, happens eh, 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 We're, thinking, yeah, yeah, we're, we're thinking, thinking the same, same thing, thing. But it's another great moment in
3: Last Stand. Can you... It's done well there because our main POV is not from the people doing the Last Stand. It's from the saviors. Yeah. And that's different.
2: Like, you know what I mean? But like, like it's in Lord of the Rings, it's done from that, their perspective. Yeah. Man, where's it been done poorly? Without a big spoiler, because uh, yeah, that, that's, ta- that's, that's hard thing, for right? me to actually say without being. Man, big so what spoilers. would you say then on the tier list? Because I, I'm just, I'm saying S. I'll meet you at the middle, wherever you want to put it. Ugh. I want to put it at like D. But oh, that's, that's disgusting! No, 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 no. I'll no, settle no, no. on B. Give me low A. This is the one ask. High me B. You got- Give me low Boy. A. Come on. Give me this one. Fine, you get it, simp. All right, next one. <laughs> All right. I give you like three or four. <laughs> then I, you give me one little nugget. <laughs> All right, next one here. Character is also new to the world. That trope. Oh, I don't I mean, think your classic it, Harry I Potter don't think it's Percy, good, but it's necessary. Oh, I mean it's Frodo, Harry Potter, Percy. What else? I mean, Frodo, is, uh, yeah, Frodo. I mean, I guess Frodo's adventuring the entire world for the first time, you're experiencing this. But it's, yeah, it's very... I would say right with Quest. That's fair. I agree with Would you think it's ahead or below? I think below. Right below Quest. Yeah, I agree. All right. B tier right below Quest. Next one. Lost. <coughs> Lost Civilization. You okay there? No. <laughs> I'm getting nervous that you're going to say, like, my S tiers are now your D tiers, apparently. That's that's insane. All right, Lost Civilization, what you think? Again, this is one I'm almost tired of. Like, I,
3: oh. I like them, I guess, but it's always... I, I want to see the actual cool civilization, not the sad ruins. And this is personal, but this is just reading too many stories of <clears throat> oh this lost
2: civilization and then i'm like oh I one wanna... thing to change your mind you ready hmm. full metal alchemist brotherhood
3: that necessarily a
2: lost civilization it was lost and found much like i don't know your phone you losing you lost and found civilization i mean there's
3: a lost civilization
2: in it but it's not the biggest
3: part of the story—that's not really. A- Damn, I
2: thought we—I thought we'd bond over that one. Okay. What do you mean? Amidst. How was that? It's like our favorite show. <laughs> yes, but how was the lost civilization trope in there? Oh, the civilization that got destroyed, and you don't know what happened to it, so it's a big plot point. It's like, oh, what happened to this—the civilization that was once here, now it's lost. I guess so. It—it it just didn't seem that as important. So, what were you gonna give it? The on the tier list here. I was gonna give it C. C. I was going to give it A. Fine. So meet, meet at B. Meet at B. Now, above <sighs> characters, but below, below Quest. All right, let's do that. Now, you're not even allowed to talk for what? this one. <laughs> Redemption is the best ever. It's S tier. I'm moving it up there. You tell me what you were going to put it at, and then I'll see. I'll see if I allow it. I was, seeing, I was, I was debating between S and A tier. Okay, so S tier. Yeah, I mean, so can, can you give me this ahead of fellowship? Yeah, no, it's okay. it's ahead
3: of fellowship because it's just
2: far more fun, far Red- more fun of a trope. I, I knew you agreed with me on this. I was just being antagonistic, <laughs> but redemption, redemption's is my favorite trope ever. I don't
3: like redemption of some pretty awful people. Like when the the real supervillain goes through a redemption, and I'm just sitting there going. Mm no this guy should get the chair <laughs> like yeah. I, no forgiveness no you're like, right I don't like where the ultimate villain who's killed all these people and has <sighs> been an awful person gets forgiven is redeemed I typically do not
2: like that trip. very fair point the redemptions can be done there's several instances where it's done poorly but every time it's done well it's always the best thing in the book or the movie every time there's let's let's say there's 20 tropes in a book Mm-hmm. now i know you prefer one over mine and i have it in the list don't worry i have your trope in there you love mm-hmm. so we'll say second best for you but if there's 20 30 tropes in a book the one that always stands out the most if it's done well is the redemption trope for your character especially it, it just tells so much about the character or shows so much about the character their growth their journey over several novels or whatnot and the uh, the twist on that of the redemption that was cut short the, what could have been. Oh,
3: those hurt the most.
2: Those are awesome. Oh, God. In such a painful way. But you get what I'm saying. So yeah. there's uh, there's also one or two, I could think top of my head, I don't want to spoil things though, of Redemption's done poorly where they try to redeem an evil character. And you're totally right. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And just for that, maybe when we get to your favorite trope, we'll see. little pop. pop we'll see. Up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one. Next trope is protagonist related to the antagonist. What'd you think about that one? Hmm. So, uh, I mean, Luke. I don't Star think it, it's not necessarily
3: bad, but for some reason I associate it with other bad story ideas.
2: Huh. Do you get what I mean? So you don't associate it immediately with like Star Wars or something
3: like that? And it wasn't the first thing that popped in my head. Which, really? Oddly enough. Huh. So. I, yeah, this one's... This one's fine. Yeah,
2: it's, it's okay. <laughs> C? C tier? Yeah, I guess C tier. Bottom C. Bottom C, let's say. Right below enemies. Sure. Delivers. Okay. Next one, a main character dies. I think A. I almost want to say S. Yes. I almost want to say it. It's hard to do it bad or poorly. It's hard to kill off a main character poorly. Because you dedicate all this time to the character, how do you screw that up? I guess if there's a wrong time, if it's too short, and then it, after, like uh, if the make what comes afterward, do you like those other characters? Yeah, I'm more walking than it back. I'm, well, you're right. I'm walking it back now. Here's the thing, though. The timing that happens, matters. That happens
3: so infrequently. I'm struggling to think of a time when it's done poorly.
2: I can think of some in bigger series but it's not with a it's more and eh, I guess you can't consider the main characters when the main character right. dies it's typically for a darn good reason yeah. and the ones I'm thinking of are more b- side characters very important side characters but you can't consider main characters mm-hmm. so are we gonna go bottom S maybe or top A I'll go top top A top A okay top of A alright so right ahead of point of views coming together yeah, yeah, d- yeah. it deserves that spot next one this is one I've. I was really oh. curious on your take. Okay, time travel. We're getting more into some sci-fi ones
3: now. I would typically give time travel like somewhere between an F and D because it's handled almost every time poorly. Mm-hmm. I only know of one, uh, one book series that handles it superb. And then the other way is for TV shows, where I'm thinking like Doctor Who. You could say
2: that series, Lacanus, because it's not a,
3: yeah, time travel right. is in the book. Lacanus is in it. It's in the book. It's hand, time travel's handled masterfully, and it it's perfect, perfect mm. handling. The other way you could do it, that do it well, is if you make it more comedic and you don't take it too seriously. Okay, like I'm thinking Doctor Who has it. It's all time travel. What about Back to the Future?
2: It's fun. Yeah. It, it's handled well. About but... Groundhog Day, Groundhog's Day. Is that considered time travel? Repeating the same day over and over? It's a form of it's time different. travel. It's different. But... I consider it time travel. I guess so. Yeah. It's, it can be handled well. But when it's screwed up, it ruins the story. And honestly, one of the biggest problems that I have. With, eh, this actually goes into the next trope, so I won't. Eh, eh, it, Go it does. With it. What, what I was going to just say Marvel in general with with time travel sucks mm. and that's more of the multiverse problem, but that that's the next trope we're going into, but it's done poorly there with end game. I didn't like that aspect of end game. Also, it's a tough thing to navigate. It can kind of break. It kind of breaks some stakes if it's done too loosely. I know Harry Potter and which, which Harry book Potter was does, it? Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Right. And all the books of Harry Potter from what I've been told by Harry Potter, big Harry Potter fans are the books are kind of self-contained magic systems. So the next books just kind of forget about the previous ones and whatnot, which is why that... So it can it can really break some plots. Maybe D, because it can be done well. C, maybe?
3: I, let's do top of D. Okay. Top of D, because I think it's more often bad than not, but it can be handled well. Yeah. Especially and- if... You have to put severe limits on it. Yes. Or make it so much chaos where time travel is not the focus of it. It is a plot device, not a not a main focus of the story. It's
2: hard to make it not a main focus if it exists, yeah. but you'd have to have the the best part about treat it like a magic system. Magic is interesting because of the limits and the consequences of the magic if it's just freebird, and if you treat it like a magic system you either do the
3: hard magic or soft magic so mm. I'm thinking with uh, again I always like to mention Doctor Who Doctor Who the, especially in the classic classic stories the Doctor sometimes didn't have control over the TARDIS and where he went to the TARDIS kind of just took him to places that he was needed right it's fun so okay he goes in some time he can't get it working again who knows but now he's stuck there and then he solves a problem and then he goes away Handled well, and then other times, you know, it's techno babble junk of why something isn't working and why he can't just immediately solve the problem with time travel, or he tries to do it and do some techno babble way, it actually makes the problem worse. So it's handled that way, but it's handled just so loosely. It's more serialized, it's and it's... Well, also, the main character is an alien who's far smarter than humans, and so you have a level of... Yes,
2: your parameters of suspension of disbelief are set up properly. Yeah, So exactly. it makes the time travel fun and gimmicky. And gimmicky in a good sense, I say that. When, for some reason, with, like, high-intelligent
3: aliens are doing the time traveling, you just kind of go, oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to understand the complexities. <laughs> if it's, like, humans are somehow doing time travel, you're going... No, this is stupid. <laughs> Why you identify with them? So you, you don't have that kind of blind trust.
2: I can't believe we didn't mention this, but one of my one a great movie. I, I mm. can't say my favorite movie. It's an excellent film though. Interstellar deals with time travel beautifully. Actually, I actually haven't seen it. Oh my god. Okay. I know. I need to see it. Yeah, you do. So <laughs> handles time travel beautifully to the point where maybe we bump this to see. Uh, do we? <sighs> Put it bottom of C. Bottom of C, because we've been saying some good things. I can, say, yeah, I can say some good things. Next one, this trope: multiverse. The F. multiverse trope. The only case I've seen an excellent multiverse is everything ever all at once. That's the only one. And I have Marvel's multiverse in Phase Four has been awful. Yep. So that's been a problem. Also, the problems Honestly, with multiverse comic is, books
3: in general deal with multiverse probably the most. I don't. Th- it's my least favorite thing about comics. What makes it what makes you hate multiverses, generally speaking? It just makes everything nonsense and nothing's important. And it's just so fre when you get you get all tied up like with I don't know, Spider-Man basically gets cucked in one of his one what? of the new what? uh comic book storylines where Mary J kind of goes off with this other guy in an alternate dimension and blah, blah 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 ruins Spider-Man again and that whole love life junk and then I'm just kind of going why do I care
2: I love that that's the first thing that came to mind <laughs> you <laughs> thought of multiverses so yeah Spider-Man gets well, cooked no, I'm just like,
3: uh, it's, it's gonna change it's a meat like
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. So we wait a couple months, a year. I don't know. The universe is going to get reset anyway, and there's going to be some other multiverse thing. And instead of spectacular Spider Man, it's going to be ultimate Spider Man now. And ultimate Spider Man, all the problems that we disliked are fixed. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like Who cares?
2: Yeah, so. that is the ultimate problem with multiverse. I agree. It lowers it. The thing with Marvel, here's the way to say it they're trying to raise the stakes of everything. Because how do you outdo and how do you outdo Infinity Wars, my favorite Marvel film, but then an endgame, how do you outdo that? You have to make it a multiversal level problem. But by raising raising the stakes, it almost lowers the stakes. Because if yeah. it's infinitesimal and nothing matters, like, oh then the, the Spider Man over there exists as well. Even if let's say Tom Holland by the way, No Way Home is also a great film, so I'm spoilers, I guess, for No Way Home. J just, just more so when you narrow the focus of a story like you did in No Way Home, the Multiverse was an aspect of it, but mm-hmm. it narrowed the story on his struggle and his friendships and his relationships. That's what made it a great film. It had some plot issues. There were de- glaring plot issues, actually, but at least it hit you more emotionally and affected it and narrowed in scope just like everything ever all at once. If you want your story
3: to be taken seriously, the stakes have to be personal. Yeah. However, it's not necessary to make things fun. You can have very fun where the stakes are not very personal. Like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, um, Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon, like, there's not really personal stakes, but it's super fun. So where would you put multiverses on this <sighs> tier list? I think multiverse has to go in F. It's mostly handled poorly. But it sometimes can be kind of
2: fun. If Eeao, everything else didn't, didn't exist, I think it would be Rings of Power tier. Fair enough. Oh, wait a second. Mm. Spider-Verse. Oh, that's another great multiverse movie. It's good.
3: Let's not say great. What? Great is everything everywhere all at once. Not the same thing. Spider-Verse? You don't think it's great? Oh, we're thinking into Into the the Spider-Verse. Yeah, what are you talking about? I thought we were thinking of the third. Oh, No uh, Way Home? No Way Home.
2: No, no, Spider- Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. That's a great film. It's a fantastic film, yeah. I think so, we. I think even though we have our problems with multiverses, a D, low D, D, low D. Fair enough. All right, low D. And a quick thing I want to say to the audience: if you're still watching, this is going to be a long freaking video, so keep <laughs> strapped in. Uh, we're we're not even a quarter way through. This is. Just, Let's get right into it. We're is, wasting too much time. Let's go. No, I kind of <laughs> want to talk to the audience more. You. Like you know, we we've got plenty of time. Oh sure. Was, how did work go today? You know. It's amazing how much
3: work I can do on so little sleep I'm getting. Again, oh, look at the
2: time. <laughs> again, we're recording late. This is fun. The only reason Richard's dressed up nice is because he wants to show I, me up. I didn't get to change out of my work clothes. Oh, I thought it was you're
3: trying to intimidate me. here. That's a, that's a happy
2: side effect, but okay. you know, not the intention. <laughs> the next one, next trope, MacGuffin. And for those who don't know, mm. MacGuffin's your artifact that's used for a plot element. And I'm always very confused with the term MacGuffin because I've seen some people refer to something like the ring in Lord of the Rings as a MacGuffin, and some don't consider it MacGuffin because the definition is a little murky for where some people believe it's, it means an artifact or something something that's essential to the plot that doesn't mean anything or doesn't, you know, it's only there for the plot. I've heard some people define MacGuffin as and others it's an item with powers that moves the plot forward so it's small differences but I've seen some people say the ring is a MacGuffin and some say it isn't what camp do you lie in? I always thought that a MacGuffin was
3: just an an item like basically an inanimate object that pushes the plot forward okay that's kind of how I always thought it it's where some stories where a character pushes the plot forward in others it's a MacGuffin that could be good or bad.
2: Let's use that definition then a- mm-hmm. as the broad term. So where do you think that lies?
3: Um, I put it just above Lost Civilization between Quest and Lost Civilization in B tier. Okay. I think it's good because uh, when I okay. think MacGuffin, right. I'm thinking like cool stuff. I'm thinking the Lost, you know, the Ark of the Covenant from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like that's a MacGuffin.
2: All right, it's I'll a go, great uh, MacGuffin. Can, uh, can we go below Lost Civilization? Fine, I can acquiesce. Damn, double simp. All right, (laughs) next one. We've got Epic Battle. Ooh. Don't throw me a curveball here. I mean, we're both on board Epic Battle. Epic Battles are great. Right? It has to be A, though. It has to be A, but... It's not
3: S. Right below Last
2: Stand. Come on. Right below. Because Last Stands are Epic Battles, but they're cooler Epic Battles because it's Last Stands. It's got to be below Last Stand. Fine. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> Triple Simp. <laughs> I'm just going to keep... I agree with you. <laughs> All right. Next one, antagonist to ally. What do you mean? Uh, oh, antagonist. An ad- yeah. uh, okay, got so it. So, antagonist. The yeah, the Zuko. Also, a book we read by a, an indie author, Stephen Guglich. His book, Piercing the Veil. Oh, that's a great antagonist to ally. Really Sorry. impressive book. It's, a, it's, it's his first ever published book. We interviewed him. Mm-hmm. Super impressive. Oh, yeah, for, definitely. Yeah. And have also, to shout that out.
3: I do love that character. Yeah. The character's so good. Is so good. Th- that villain is, I, I don't want to spoil this. Antagonist, it's, not villain. That is true.
2: Right. So, antagonist, antagonist to ally, what do you think of that
3: trope? I'd say it's either high B or low A. Because when or low it is a. done, mainly when that's done well. The antagonist is now the best character in the story, and often right. outshines the main character, which what that is what happened in uh, Stephen Guglich's story. So,
2: right, I, I think that's where I kind of want our relationship to go because I'm your antagonist, and I will, I kind of do outshine you now, but I also will when we get that ally ship going on in the future.
3: You're so you're giving up the old, on the old enemies to lovers bit. <laughs>
2: Oh, no. Our friends... Oh. Oh, you're not calling us friends? <laughs> That's even better. That's pretty good. All right. So, are we going... Let's go low A. Because of Steven Guglich, because yeah. of the guy we interviewed, he had a great book. So, let's, mm-hmm. let's give low A. All right. Next one. Sympathetic villain. I am
3: sick and tired of sympathetic villains. Let's go.
2: Let's go. Sick so my Give me some pure evil.
3: I love a good pure <laughs> evil villain. Yes. Honestly... My favorite villain. Like, I, my caricature of favorite villain is Skeletor. That's my favorite villain. (laughs) That that picture is just... The picture in my head of that Skeletor voice is perfect.
2: I I love it. Hell yes. Preach that. Listen, there's a reason we tolerate each other. Because sympathetic (laughs) villains, it's a trend. Yeah. Don't give me... There's also great sympathetic villains. And they exist. I think it's hitting that point in modern fantasy where it's, hey, you it's done enough. It's we done enough. You don't need it. Let's say D. Well,
3: a big part is there is a there is a difference between a sympathetic villain and a sympathetic antagonist. Yes, yes, definitely a difference. Clear distinction. I don't think there's very many, if at all, very good sympathetic villains. I think most of the time it's done poorly because at that point, like they're doing awful things. It's just like I don't care. Like I'm thinking of. Uh, from the from the manga, there's uh, My Hero Academia. The main villain uh, okay, you don't read. know it, nope. but people watching maybe. Okay. Uh, the main villain Shigaraki is a very much a villain, but he's supposed to be a very sympathetic sympathetic villain. And I'm just sitting there going, "He's killed a lot of people. I don't care how like sad his childhood is. I don't give a shit.
2: He's evil. Right. <laughs> Put him down." So, B- the big distinction being villain is someone morally reprehensible. Yeah. Just evil. Whereas the antagonist is just the person opposing your protagonist. So they can be more sympathetic because e- a parent can be an antagonist in a story. Yeah. Where it's from the kid's point of view and they're trying to skip school. Where the parent mm-hmm. is going, you can't skip school. That's not an evil thing. You're trying to make your... But mm-hmm. they're the antagonist of the story. So sympathetic antagonists can be done super well villain, you're right to say, is very, very hard to do because after you slaughter a bunch of people, commit genocide, yeah, you, you just no, you're not yeah. sympathetic. So I'm saying I'm bottom D, maybe not F, maybe, because I don't think it deserves to be in the same line as Mary That's Sue. Fair. So let's go. Bottom of D. Yeah, right below, mul- I'd say multiverse is better. There's better cases of multiverse than sympathetic villain. I'd agree with you. All right. Next one, oh, here we go next one's your pure evil villain pure evil villain i think that has to go top of b i was gonna say top c top of c top of c because i'm dead average like a good evil just pure evil villain good nice it's in i mean it's in a lot of stories it's not like you can do much to make it stand out in the story
1: Like what else can you do with
2: that? You know, it's a pure evil villain. Well, I like pure evil villains. The thing to make it stand
3: out is just how intimidating they are, or how charismatic. And that's the real where, yeah, you're not on their side, but for some reason, you just
2: like them being on screen because they're just so much fun. Honestly, Puss in Boots too. Yeah. With uh, what's (laughs) what's his name, Johnny? Uh, Jack Horner. Jack (laughs) Horner's just pure evil. He's great. Yeah,
3: he's a wonderful, wonderful villain.
2: Actually, yeah, I'm. Just because we were on our same, same side with Sympathetic, I'll say top top of B. Yeah, because you're right. Because how, th- how threatening the villain is makes it more interesting. That's what you can do with the trope. Yeah. Okay. Top of... Uh, I just keep looking at Lost Civilization. I'm like, I love it too much. But anyways, <laughs> black and white morality. What do you think of that trope? I
3: like it more and more now. I'm... It, it's just something that I appreciate more where... Yeah, I guess the whole morally gray characters, they are interesting, but I like my Lord of the Rings. If, if I, I do prefer seeing a story and characters take a stance on right and wrong. I like so, that.
2: I think this more so goes to my previous point. This is hard to do something different with. It's just you, you get you, what you see is what you get with this trope. So there's not much you can do new to it, but I also like it. I like gray stories and I like black and white stories. Where Mm -hmm. do you you think this should place? I think this is definition of C tier. Mid tier, just hey, top of C. I'd say bottom of B. Just to disagree with me? Is that why you said that? No, because I would put
3: gray morality at like C tier. That's why. I, I just
2: slightly edge it out. All right. So, all right. Bottom B for now. When we get to gray, maybe we talk about that. Let's yeah. see where that goes. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's right here. Yeah, right Gr- there. <laughs> gray characters is the next... It's like I designed this this way. There you go. <laughs> so, gray characters is the next trope. You think top of sea? Mm, before... Uh, after Empire is Falling. After Empire is Falling. Oh, you know what? This is something where it depends on the day you ask me. Mm. <laughs> it depends on the day you ask me because I... I think black and white morality and gray characters aren't going to be so non combative about this. I think they're equal. They're equal in their strengths because it just dep- it's very much dependent on the story. If you're given this trope, gray, gray characters can be done super well and interesting. Obviously, Song of I for Fire. I'm fine with putting it just behind black and white morality at bottom of B. Good negotiating. We'll do that. But I think those could be interchanged depending on the day. Oh, well, we'll put it there for now. Because this next one—curious on this—yeah, anti-hero.
3: We'll like antihero. I like the antihero.
2: Okay, it because typically by
3: antihero it just means a hero that's willing to kill. That's basically what it means. Yeah, but that's just how it normally is done.
2: They have more of a—the things they do aren't Superman-esque. It's not; they're not a lawful good. They're a chaotic good that kind of or a neutral good maybe some more no even then what's the right term you think I don't know Cha- they just chaotic neutral is that the right for anti-hero where would nah, you place chaotic, that, that good chaotic good I guess okay these anti-heroes what do you at Deadpool being one what other anti-heroes come to mind when you think of a Punisher great... you'd get
3: um, I mean a lot of comics have it but
2: mm. black Adam <laughs>
3: Uh, okay, yeah, you want to lower that score. That's a bad um, If we're going to go through books, honestly, the main char- one of the main characters
2: in Black Prism
3: is an anti-hero, kind of evolves into that. All right, I'll give you full so, power
2: with this ranking then. Where do you want anti-hero to go? This is all you. Middle of C. Middle, so right in between enemies to lovers and protagonists related to antagonists. Yeah. I'm we'll so neutral on this. I like that. I like that. I could t- Take it or leave it. Yeah. can deal. All right, next one. A good old duel trope. Ooh. A duel. S. S tier. Yeah. How do you go wrong with a duel? A, oh, God. It's honestly but I, but almost right al- always is the best chapter of a book. Below Fellowship, though, right? Below Fellowship, okay. yeah. But duels S tier, yeah. Yeah, go on that. the best chapter of a book. I, right? I'm
3: just thinking the past several books that I- that you've been reading all of them stick out were the literally the chapter called the duel
2: yeah in um sort of kagan, kagan. That's i think we say it wrong. i think it's sort of kagan we always sort say it of kagan but yeah okay. great book and the duel in that not gonna spoil it whatsoever but there's a duel of course it's so, the best chapter of the book it's awesome uh the duel in uh, stormlight which stormlight, not everyone, what duel, knows. everyone knows but not spoiling what it
1: when you visit arizona time is measured in moments not minutes like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. <sighs> Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody
0: in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time
1: and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars limited time only price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer single item at regular price Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: the duel in the first first book of the first law trilogy first law. okay Ooh, god that, i was so hyped up for that one and it was it delivered so i'm i'm thinking through rage of dragons of course there's Duol. several duels but one more hyped up than the others yeah, no, it's... Duels are awesome. It's always great. It's never done badly.
2: Easy S tier. Yeah. Easy S-tier. Okay, this next one, Plot Armor. Plot Armor. Top of D. Not F. Explain no. yourself.
3: James Bond, you look at Lord of the Rings, like, literally God standing in your way to kind of, like, help the story along, where it's... Plot Armor is just... You know, of course the character doesn't die because the plot's helping them along the way.
2: The best way that I've heard how to do plot armor correctly is the pro- so the protagonist survives because... Wait, how, how's it go? They, rather than they survive because they're the protagonist, it's they're the protagonist because they survive is the way to look at it. Mm. So to look at plot armor of Frodo, for example, of it not being that kind of plot armor is... It's not that he was protected, you know, he survives because he's the protagonist. It's he is the protagonist because he's the only one that could have survived. He's the only one that could have made it, which is what makes it awesome. Yeah. Makes it rewarding. I just want
3: to say, yeah, the genius of Robert Jordan is that he wrote in plot armor into his magic system. It's like I I, I just want to get around like how much of a writing trick that is. Like, like <laughs> hey, people may like accused me of writing in plot armor to my sword well
2: guess what it's a part of the magic system <laughs> so, you, so you think top of D I had a friends to lovers there yeah uh, alright I'll, I'll just stay quiet for that one I, I just, Simple. <laughs> <laughs> my own tools have been used against me you know just for that <laughs> alright top of D let's move I, wait it's not oh there, there it goes go. okay the mentor trope Somewhere in B. Somewhere in B you can't decide where. Yeah, because I can think of several is like, the Mentor's there, but I'm just not. Let's go right behind Lost Civilization. Okay. There's not much else to say with Mentor other than it's, it's a Normally pretty lot. good, but yeah. just overall not as memorable as everything else. Yeah. Next one, Talking Animals. I have a personal opinion about this that I will keep confidential until you speak. Because I want to see if we agree on talking animals. On
3: paper, I like talking animals. On paper. But to kinda of emphasize my point, um, homeward bound. There's two different there's two different versions. Like uh, there's the original and then there's the sequel immediately. Homeward after. bound, what's that? Homeward bound. It's about a uh, two dogs, two dogs and a cat um, get lost or like they kind of get trapped and they're trying to find their way home. The very first one, there is no talking, the animals don't talk, but there's a narrator. And the second one is when the animals talk to each other. And the second one is much worse for it. It's somehow, like, animals are cuter when they don't talk. And it's just more adorable seeing them act out in their own way and the narrator narrating above them.
2: So this is, when did this come out? What is this? Don't you, don't you have a childhood? No. (laughs) No. You so, didn't watch Homeward Bound? No, I didn't. I guess I was a, a, oh, god. a... Things we need to fix. Yeah, I was like a hermit, I guess. So I had never seen... It's a show, right? It's a movie, oh, yeah. It's a movie, okay. It's like a Disney movie. Well, the first thing I think of with Talking Animals is Discworld. Mmm. I mean, think Small Gods, where you have the god, the, the turtle... Of, of That's Ohm. also done well. I mean, come on. A lot of the animals. Personal opinion, to. okay. So I, I I didn't remember this trope until I was researching for things to put in here. Genuinely think this is an S-tier trope, and you're gonna have to talk really? me down, talk me off the cliff because I love mm. talking animals. It's
3: even does done... Jar Jar Binks talk uh, count as an animal?
2: That was so mean. <laughs> that was so evil. <laughs> is Jar Jar Binks he's an alien species I think it counts as an animal <laughs> does that count the commenters or watchers let us know if that counts does Jar Jar Binks count as a talking animal if you're an alien sentient you know species what? maybe not more I think but, oh, but that's it, a, that it's are... done it's done
3: better than it is done poorly <sighs> let's I go just don't dislike I, I just remember Homeward Bound being better when out talking Okay, Let's go
2: Bottom of A Okay I, I'm fine with but, that So below Antagonist to ally Yeah Okay that, I'm cool with that Next one God level threat That trope What you think of god level threat
0: F What? What? what?
2: <laughs> Was that a Am I being <laughs> Pranked?
3: Typically yeah F F What? <laughs> Explain. (laughs) It's normally boring. (laughs) A god level threat.
2: I can think of a few examples where it's done okay. Are we thinking the same kind of trope? Or what are you thinking with god level threat? Like literally extinction level. Yeah. Yeah. Normally boring. You hate those? Yeah. I just don't like them. Oh, this is new. I just don't like it. Wow.
3: I like things despite that. Huh. Unless it's done for comedy.
2: Okay. So. One what Punch some, Man does it. Is frequently. there a good example? Like what's one that you hate that you can think of? That's just done poorly. Thing is, I'm convincing
3: myself out of that stance immediately going through like a Wheel of Time. Damn.
2: <laughs> well, I, I mean, every story has, uh, not every story, but there's a lot of huge stakes, God level threats of you know, Wheel of Time.
1: Uh Lord of the Rings. Lord of the
2: Rings. You got... I don't know. It just
3: never makes the... Like, it's there, but it. I don't think it makes the story better. It doesn't typically raise the stakes. You can't say
2: F, though. You're not even giving the kid a chance. <sighs> just let, let him fly. C, then? All right. Let's go C. Let's go... It, it just doesn't...
3: Uh, below... It does not make a story for me. It, let's, can it we go ahead imp- of Antihero? Sure. All right. It just doesn't it. improve a story. To me,
2: I could see that, but F just shocked me. I just that, that was, was a just, gut reaction. It was, it was uncalled for. That was just a from the hip gut reaction. Listen, don't no need to apologize to me. Apologize <laughs> to them. I'm never apologizing to <laughs> <for> them. <laughs>
3: them, I refuse. <laughs> Guys, we're I on. refuse to ever apologize for anything I say on the internet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, what do you think about this next one, Deus Ex Machina? Rings of power. I think this is the one. Can you mm. ever do a Deus Ex Machina well? Wait. Ooh, now I'm thinking of something. There's, there's
3: almost always an exemption to to our rules.
2: There's but. an exemption. No, I think this deserves Rings of power. Okay. Because, okay. yes. Yeah. Just This is the one. This is the one. It's poor... 99 times out of 100, it's poor planning. 99 times out of 100, it's you've written yourself into a hole. here's something. A Chekhov's gun is not a de- deus ex machina. So if you signal something exists and then that yeah. comes to save the day, those are situations where it's not... Deus ex machina is literally God saves his day. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Left field, it's a poorly written thing. We're we'll like good there. Like for
3: me, ending of the uh, Brent Weeks Lightbringer series is... To me, a deus ex machina kind of ruins the whole series
0: for
2: me. Ooh. And I will say this. One of the poorer parts about In the Shadow of Lightning by Ryan McClellan, who we had on, was great. Love you, Brian. He watches all of our stuff, of course. He's going to be two hours into this podcast. No, he doesn't. (laughs) That's why we're saving to talk about him (laughs) this late into the podcast. (laughs) He won't get this far. But uh, Good book, but there's a deus ex machina in there. I'm like, eh. Okay. It's a smaller thing. But yeah, rings of power. Evil AI. (laughs) Evil AI is the next trope. What you think of Evil AI? I know our friend hates it, but I quite enjoy it. Our friend calls his name Dominic. Dom. Yeah.
3: Dom hates it. It hates it, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But no. um, Bottom of B? Bottom B for Evil AI. I would even say... I think it's middle... Just C. Yeah. Right and see Let's go mm. below okay. Empire's Falling. I think even Empire's Falling is more interesting than it. But it's still interesting. Evil AI can like oh, we read uh, I what's the recent book we that. read? Ooh, what was it? It in it's a, a in fire the sh- upon the deep. A fire upon the deep.
3: The AI was very powerful there. It's a god level threat, but it's got it's evil mm. AI, but it's not particularly dived into why that would be interesting.
2: Fair enough. Alright, let's go C tier. Fair so that Next one, Amnesia. Ugh, I don't like this one. You hate that? The, it generally, I
3: dislike
2: it. There's, I guess, occasionally where it can be done well. but D tier, it sounds like a D. Yeah, and it's... I think I'm with you, because it can be used... It's a very gimmicky tool. Especially or... when
3: it's paired Amnesia paired with flashbacks. Uh, oh, wait a second you know what I mean of like they don't know what they can't remember and they're slowly remembering with flashbacks but wait a second just tell the story Stormlight again there are always exceptions (laughs) to a rule every
2: time I think of something a trope I dislike there's always a story that smacks me in the face and says wait a second Mm -hmm. because it's done perfectly and it's done perfectly because it does something different and not getting into what it does exactly also it's minimal It's a very minimal
3: part of it. It's limited in scope.
2: Because when I think of amnesia,
3: I'm thinking like Jason Bourne.
2: Okay. Yeah. And that's just It's gotta be above plot armor though. Let's go top of D. Okay. Top of D there. All right, next, the Chosen One. Before Wheel of Time, I would have put
3: this like bottom of C. Really? Yeah. Like I mean it's just never This is a solid one. It's okay, it's solid. It, it's always like, I would think it's it's always there, yeah. but it's ne- It's never that interesting. Typically, tip sp- standout ones though, like real time, you like it there. It's perfect there. What about? I don't. I don't mean like oh, it's really good. It's the best that that trope can ever be done. Got it. It will ever be done. Like that is it. There, there's no other series. There's no other story that can handle the chosen one trope better. Is the exception that defines the rule.
2: A uh, little insider secret right now. I'm at the end of book one. Real time. We're gonna have a real time yeah. breakdown. We're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna cover all 14 books in this channel. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a it's time. gonna be a long. journey. It's gonna be awesome because <laughs> you're rereading them. I'm reading them for the first time. We started
3: rereading at the same time. I s- and I'm still faster at reading real time than you. I'm
2: almost done with book two. To be fair, I read other books in between there. I'm I'm reading yeah. real time while I'm reading other books. You know, you that gotta. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's the chosen one
3: trope, where are you putting it? I'm now put, I have to put it bottom of A for me. Wheel of oh, Time dragged A, it up. Bro. Okay. I know what perfection is. I was
2: going to say bottom B. Mm. You'll change your mind after Wheel of Time. You just, have to trust Just because I'm feeling generous, mm-hmm. I'll put it bottom B. <laughs> All right. Why aren't you simping? <laughs> Why aren't you simping for me? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, okay, top of B. You, uh, it's tough for me to put it behind. Uh, you, we put Lost Civilization too low. Okay, that's my problem. I look at Do Lost you wanna Civilization. you want to move it up? Okay, okay listen. Let's make it bottom of A. Let's negotiate. Lost Civilization goes bottom A. Chosen One goes top of B. I disagree, but I'll take that. Okay, yes, 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 yes. That's all I wanted. <laughs> chosen I One mean. goes right there. Perfect. Right. The prophecy. What about that trope?
3: Again, I'm thinking Wheel, Wheel of Times. the... I'm trying to think of the ones I actually liked it done. And...
2: What's some good ones? Some good ones? Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind, and it's not spectacular. It's just good I loved them as a kid, but Percy Jackson has the typical Greek mythology prophecies, and it's solid. It's yeah. it's not it does not doesn't detract. It's the whole point of the book and it's fun to solve. That's a good that's a good prophecy. I think Lecanis Harry has done well. Lacanus has a prophecy. I think I, I keep going back to YA stuff, uh, Harry Potter prophecy. So oh I'm, I'm um, generally... the Matrix movie prophecy. So it
3: works. It's a it works. It works, but it's never a reason to like something. The prophecy aspect is typically there, but it's never, no one ever really falls in love with the story because of the prophecy.
2: You want to put it right below Empire's Falling and see? Again,
3: Wheel of Time is the the biggest exception to the rule where it is perfection on the prophecy. It it, it handles that trope perfectly and best that it will ever be done. Basically, every trope. And this list is probably in wheel time. It's such a large and scope series. It is, but it doesn't do every trope the best out of everything. But it does the prophecy the best. Chosen one and prophecy. It does that better than anything it ever can. I'll let you do. Wherever you, those are my points. Wherever so. you
2: want to put prophecy, I'll, I'll agree with it. Where are you thinking? Because prophecy. Kind of, Topesy. Of okay, that's that's about where. Yeah, I was thinking right around C there. Perfect. Now. It was all a dream. Rings of power. Agreed. Rings Agreed. of power here. I think this is even worse than Deus Ex Machina. I think we put it bottom of the bottom. What do you think? I agree. No, definitely. Because I mm. can think of like maybe one or two stories
3: where Deus Ex Machina is more fun. Like I'm thinking One Punch Man is a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it? Like yeah, All so. the other heroes are doing something and then, you know,
2: Saitama comes in and saves the <sighs> day. Almost not, though, because it's set up. huh-. I guess it's 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 tough to say. Hey, you can But s- take a no, minute. yeah, it's all it was all a dream ruined, lost for me and my parents when we were watching it. Lost. Oh yeah, it, ru- it could ruin any oh, story God. you ever are invested in. Imagine at the end of any epic series, even if it's uh, even if it's Lightbringer, Lacanis, Stormlight, Jades, any fantasy book. At the end, they just say it's all a dream destroys the love for it it takes away yeah uh, easy easy even if it's not the entire story
3: it's just a big section of it yeah and oh that whole section was all a dream agreed
2: it sucks now what about medieval setting as a trope what do you think about that oh I love it let's go top of B top of B all right and next one what do you think amnesia as a we already didn't we already have oh yeah no no we didn't that's a hilarious joke (laughs) I just got that (laughs) Did I get you? I got you, yes! (laughs) Uh, I was going to gaslight you the whole time. No, no, we didn't do amnesia. (laughs) All right, we're putting amnesia right next to amnesia. There we go. (laughs) All right, next one. The blacking out trope. You know what I'm talking about with this? Is this the one that I absolutely hate? Which one are you talking about? End of... They discussed the plan. No, no, not that one. Oh, okay. This blacking out Is is... There's a common trope where characters when you don't want them to see something they'll get knocked out in a battle or to, to skip time mm. you know you get knocked out wake up at a different point or you faint and you wake up at a different time something happens and you, time skips that way by getting knocked out fainting some sort of blah 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 and now you jump forward I'm, I'm leaning like bottom of C top of D was join with bottom C yeah. it's just it's there it's, it's sometimes a good trick and can be used real well. Mm-hmm. But other than that, right? Magic. Just magic? Magic as a trope. Uh, do we even have to discuss this one? It's, it's just where does it go in S tier? Really? Wait, what? I mean, I'm thinking... Ma- the foundation of fantasy is Magic. You don't have fantasy without magic. Eh,
3: I'm I'm fine with top of A. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, just magic's neat and all, but it's handled poorly a lot of times. It, it's okay. It's handled very poorly. That's a good point, but
2: st- most of the time. <laughs> okay, I get you. There's bad magic systems. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't have fantasy without magic. You gotta give it that respect. Give it, just give me bottom S, just please. Top of A, dude. Rock, paper, scissors. Fine. All right, just once. Rock, Rock, paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, 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 paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. shoot. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that would have been great if we just had 20 games in a row. (laughs) We're just the same. Like, rock, paper, scissors, the same. Well, we got to decide more of these that way. All right, next
3: one Dragons, S tier. Always. I can think of only one story ever that does dragons boring.
2: <laughs> is it Name of the Wind? It is Name of the Wind. So bottom S tier will go. Behind <laughs> the Duel. Because okay, Duel's yeah. more epic than dragons. A dragon True. duel. Ooh, now
3: I want a drag like between two dragons, a dragon duel. That's what I want. Let's write it. There we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, dragons. Be I mean, store, how, do you, yeah. how do you deny dragons? Dragons are the best. Yeah. Next one, the love triangle trope.
3: Again, I would have really disliked it, but Wheel of Time did it well. You know
2: not what? perfect, but did it well. There's a somewhat love triangle in Stormlight, there's a love triangle in Casablanca. There's it can be it done. It can a, be done well. It can be done well. It's not the worst thing ever. But it's the worst love triangles are usually I mean now that we're when older. It's obvious. Well, also now that we're older, you look back at kind of YA stuff. Mm-hmm with a more negative light but in the time it's not like I, I minded it that much but you, you know those kind of cheap movies the obvious love triangles were eh. what do you think where's it going here uh, top of D top of D ahead of amnesia uh, or in between amnesia and amnesia in between amnesia, and amnesia I like it yes it's it forms a you could say they're forming a triangle
3: yeah, that's a stretch. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's a line. Okay,
2: this this is another top one that was interesting in what you had to say. The other ones I'm not really interested. This one I am. So, okay. insta-love as a trope. What do you think? Mm. That's a hard one. Because...
0: I totter my teeth right. on this one yeah I, I'm. A, did you
3: like I'm that a, saying yeah
2: the totter my teeter it's like a new thing I'm trying to get to catch on
0: you
3: try a lot of new
2: things none have stuck no no
3: that should have taught you something by this, now okay
2: <laughs> this one's gonna stick totter my teeter come on now oh god
3: I'm trying there was I'm trying to remember the story of like god damn wheel of time again alright you <laughs> know what unoriginal hacks Just... I, I'm sorry it's a long series it has a lot of stuff and it does stuff well but
2: guys, I think he likes Wheel of Time. This maybe. is this whole thing's an advertisement for our Wheel of Time episodes that we're going to be doing. Mm. Another advertisement is also check out Disc Plate. By the way, we are we actually have our first sponsored Disc Plate, where you can get twenty percent off for buying a Disc Plate, or thirty percent off if you get three or more plates. That's all I really you like. You can find
3: in the description below. If you also want to support us, we have a Patreon where we do book club where we talk like this with you guys directly.
2: About It's books. a lot of fun. Yeah, but a quick thing on the display though, that is one they sent us and they are super cool. Like It's, a, neat, it's actually, actually a company we could support. Very neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, it's free to like and subscribe to the video so you can also do that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Insta love. Uh, when the video hits beyond an hour, yeah, we start to just at fall beyond
3: apart. Beyond an hour, I'm just hoping that like at this point, you better be subscribed. If you're listening for this long and you're not
2: subscribed, it's a little weird. I kind of respect the person more if they unsubscribe mm, at this point. That's true. Because that's like, dedicated. Don't let YouTube listen, YouTube's an addiction. Get off YouTube. Seriously, I try my best not to use YouTube every day. It's so addicting, mm-hmm. and we are part of the problem. We are. Honestly, you're I the, like I like on, no, wait to a talk, second.
3: I like being able to talk so freely an hour in because <laughs> exactly. I know so few people the, the yeah. a couple of you guys are gonna if you're this far into the video, mm-hmm. comment down below, delete YouTube. Yes,
2: yeah, that, that's
3: what I want to see. I want to see how far people make it into where our true thoughts come out on how we think that we're actually part of a problem of this culture of incessant content just constantly flowing out where no one can stand to sit in silence for five minutes anymore they always have to have some podcast in their ear while they're
2: eating cooking. Their lunch. oh they're probably cooking or doing work or on a run oh, yeah. or working out you incessant fools <laughs> we, I think we I don't know if they can tell if we're joking or not but we're not <laughs> but we're not. <laughs>
3: We're walking hypocrites is what Uh, we are.
2: We really are. We really do try to stay off YouTube, but um, at least we think our content's valuable to absolutely nobody. I don't know uh, why. we started because it would be valuable to us. Now, here's the thing. You watching, listening to this right now, you can watch and view and listen to anything, and you chose this podcast an hour in. Look inward at your life. What has brought you to this? (laughs)
3: You could be watching a video about the history of the world. You could be reading. Learning re- something. Learning something interesting. But no, you s- decide to sit down and listen to two guys ramble about a tier list of fantasy book tropes. Who
2: cares what we think about that's,
3: Amnesia? That is honestly, that's a conversation I wouldn't have with this guy at like over the <laughs> dinner table. But for some reason we're doing it on a podcast. This is, the mo- this is the definition of the most... Biggest waste of time that you could possibly do. Uh, oh my god. And that's where all most waste of time conversations belong and somehow end up on a
2: podcast. And I I almost flipped my computer over. I do want to say this from the bottom of our mm-hmm. hearts. I was gonna make a joke, but I won't. We appreciate. I appreciate. I really don't. I don't appreciate shit. <laughs> Uh, we're an hour in. Who cares? It's yeah, uh, no, no, it's a, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. Back to it. You ready? All right. Insta love. <laughs> was that not just the weirdest <laughs> tangent ever? Again, I
3: love the name of our 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 channel. It's two to ramble. We sometimes we ramble.
2: Yeah, I think we just instantly fell out of love with YouTube. That's a constant problem. Did you? Oh, he's flipping it. He's flipping the plush. I'm having a good time. Uh, <laughs> we flipped at like the beginning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is our mood constantly. A quick thing though, um, if you are listening this far and please let us know why. We know. <laughs> Honestly, that would be very really valuable information to know. Yes. So. Let us know why. Like what, what can we, what are we doing?
3: What are we doing that you actually are sticking around? And then what can we do better? And what can we do
2: to get you off of YouTube? That's our ultimate goal. <laughs> To get you reading more. (laughs) Read these books. Stop watching us on YouTube. This is going to be so bad for our channel. All right, for real, InstaLove, what do you rank InstaLove? Somewhere in D. All right, we'll just toss it in there. I'm going to toss it right uh, ahead of amnesia. Fair enough. All right, next one, the child savant. The child genius. F. Yeah, top of F top half, it's overdone it's, it's also
3: children are most of the time annoying and, and you add savant on top of it even more annoying just to add to the joke
2: i thought you were gonna go most ch- children are annoying so are our viewers <laughs> just keep on <laughs> like i think they like abuse at this point it's like a, <laughs> well okay i've
3: just noticed this from the patrons that subscribe thank you by the way thank for you very much yeah. and all that but they're they, they're cool. I love them. they're cool because they actually will take a joke and throw one back because yeah. we we just have this atmosphere of we like to rib each other all the time. And so the audience that, likes to get ribbed, too, right? Yeah. No, if, if we're very
2: inclusive
3: in our abuse toward each other that we're close to. Oh, yeah.
2: We don't discriminate. No, we we, we are a mean to everybody. <laughs> all right. This next one. The next trope is. The I can't tell you yet trope. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, awful. Hate it. I think Rings of Power tier.
3: Yes, I Rings think, of Power.
2: <laughs> oh, I can't say if it's worse than uh, it was all a dream. I it, don't. It think isn't. It, I think it's between Deus Ex. I think it's worse than Deus Ex Machina. Yes, definitely. The I can't tell you because it's not important enough to the plot yet. Trope. Honestly,
3: hearing some of these, I kind of want to move Deus Ex Machina out of Rings of Power. Almost want to put
2: it uh, but, bottom of F. Yeah, sure. I'm feeling it. All right, next one: coming of age trope. Oh, S tier, S tier me, S tier me. Right, let's go. I would say it's not just a trope; it's
3: one of the most important types of stories to actually tell, especially in fantasy. You know what? That is that is it's a necessary one of the best things that fantasy and storytelling can do to actually teach young people how to grow up. And give them lessons on where their life should be going and know that they're not alone in the different thoughts and struggles that they're growing up with it that is one of the most important things about storytelling and it's the coming of age trope
2: Rich, you know how we just told everyone they're wasting their time yeah and they watch like listen that was a great (laughs) and then 30 seconds later (laughs) gave some some
3: really touching well it's why this whole channel exists and why we love stories so much is it really is important. It, it seriously is important. Yeah, to
2: to go into serious note, stories are the most important thing in the world. Yeah, and coming of ages are is one of those most important stories. You, you can tell the health of a nation by their
3: stories, like how to, like you look at German stories, German children's stories. Pretty you pretty could grand. tell they were they were going to be a messed up nation <laughs> a there for a little while. You had-
2: is this a theory you have because this is I'm 100% on board that made sense you look
3: at their children's stories and you go yeah that the like the people that come up with those stories they're gonna start two world wars
2: (laughs) (laughs) I get it (laughs) okay that's genius that's a that's a an entire stand up thing you can make off of that joke i think yeah, that's probably. really good there's a stand-up <laughs> joke in there somewhere where do you think coming of age should go on this i think between redemption and fellowship i'm 100 percent with you that important. it is that important yeah it's that essential so it's for uh, not and for children especially mm-hmm. but even for adults a coming-of-age story really hits home. It makes the family dynamic better. It makes... I'm, I'm thinking a lot of movies, but even with... Oh, especially with books. I should say especially with books.
3: It also justifies when you think back about your own childhood and then you, you can remember your own growing up and see that... You can actually work through... Maybe, hey, did I have an odd childhood or was I normal? And then you read yeah. a coming-of-age story and you go, oh, wait, that was normal. Or oh, that that was not normal for what happened to me. <laughs> you could work some stuff out.
2: And an even underrated version of coming of age is when you grow older, you can look back on those stories and understand the parent's point of view. Oh, and it definitely. It completely flips it and you oh, go, yeah. wow. And so you look at your childhood, both you could see it from the child and from the adult, and it just makes it all more tearful usually of, <laughs> there's a phenomenal movie you still have to watch called <laughs> After Son. And the, it is majestical Maj- that's a word yeah Maj- majestical it's... testicles <laughs> we're over an hour and it can pass it That can word pass. Can pass that's okay but it's majestical because I... <laughs> there's no way that's a word it's, it's, it's majestic so... it's majestic because it's a story I'm not going to spoil the story okay but it's a father and daughter and you see from the daughter's coming of age and you see from the father and it is touching I'll leave it at that. But we'll put coming of age there. Is that good? Yeah. And the next trope, Richard. Oh, yeah. This is the best one. Retired badass. That is
3: top of S tier. It's the best trope. It's never done poorly. It's always the
2: best. You think top of S tier? Yep. Genuinely, you know I love to disagree with you.
3: This is non-spoilers talks, and I know you can actually comment on it. Tom Maryland from Wheel of Time. I didn't finish book one yet. You're reading book one. I know you've gotten to Tom Marilyn.
2: It's a spoiler. <laughs> you a spoiler. It's not no, a spoiler. It's not even a spoiler. No, no. So retired badass, Tom's great. Now, here's the thing. If I'm being completely... Yeah. I'm Listen, I'm giving you... And I love the retired badass. If this was my ranking, mm-hmm. it would go redemption arcs, coming of age retired badass that is what i would Mm. do but since you are here this is the one power i'll bestow upon you i will allow you to put it above coming of age and below redemption that is (laughs) come on keep (laughs) you gotta admit redemption's the best i still like retired badass better so these let's do this these are our two like these are our favorite tropes my favorite ever is redemption your favorite ever is retired badass you know what it comes down to Okay. little rock, rock paper, scissors rock for whoever paper, scissors? gets the top spot. Okay, fine. One game. Yep. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. Shoot. rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. No! Ha! I lied. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> <laughs> all right, retired badasses in the top Good. because of technical reasons. But we all know. Uh, the Viewers, if you're also watching up to I now. I am the chosen one. Oh, putting in another trope in there. Yeah, I like yeah. that. But you're also going to have amnesia because I'm going to make you forget and then put it back. But <laughs> if you guys are if you guys want to comment below what you like more, retired badass or redemption, let us know. Let us know. And also, remember what would we have them say delete YouTube? First. Yeah, delete YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one. Here's the plan trope. Uh, this this is your you've, you I know this least you said this. Your least trope. favorite trope.
3: Oh, uh, so for those of you guys watching that don't know Every time in a story, if you're reading or watching where they go, if all of us, if they start to go into the plan of whatever they're doing, if they start going into the plan and then it cuts to black and it just goes, you know, skips forward to when the plan starts, you know, the plan's going to succeed because something unexpected is going to happen, but it's actually all a part of the plan and everything's working well. Or... If they explain the entire plan, they actually go into details of like, okay, we're going to do this, and you're going to go here, blah 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 blah. You know the plan's going to fail, and it, that realizing that has ruined a lot of stories for me, and just destroys my anticipation.
2: As much as you hate it, yeah, it's not Rings of Power. No, it is not. It can't be. It's not. I can't tell you yet. It's not. It was all a dream level. It is... It isn't even... Doesn't kill bad guys. It's
3: not even... I don't even think it's F. I think bottom of D.
2: Yeah. Right below sympathetic villain.
3: I would agree with you. Because it's a personal thing where... It It bothers you. It's not the worst thing ever. It's just a pet peeve. Yeah. It's my most annoying pet peeve. And it's more of... Oh, I I noticed a pattern. And you hate that you noticed it. Yeah, exactly. I got it. If I did... So I ruined a bunch of stories for you guys. Now I'm sorry, but now that you know the pattern, you can't unsee it. The pattern. It's like it's like the, seeing uh, um, that telling you that uh, Brandon Sanderson has he makes all of his characters raise an eyebrow all the time, and that's a common phrase. It's like every page, some character raises his eyebrow quizzit quizzedly, quizzically, something like that. Mm-hmm. Once you see that, you can't unsee it. So they
2: are forever going to see that now. Yes, the wheel weaves as the wheel wills. <laughs> ah, you made a wheel of time reference. Can't believe I said that. <laughs> I have something to say on no wheel of time talk, but we're going to have our first episode on that on the first book, and I have something to tell you that you've never heard before a wheel of time. I'm certain you haven't. I'm positive you haven't. Can't tell me that I'm right. I've no. never heard that out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you're right about where here's the plan should go. Bottom of D. You're right yeah. about that, okay? I'll give you that. Then the next one, secret air trope. Which a self-explanatory, mm. right? It's the didn't know you were ro- royalty, you're a long-lost royalty. It can be done very poorly, but... This was one of the Gwyn Brothers' least favorite, which it's down there. It is down there. But F tier, I don't think F tier, I think D tier.
3: Yeah, I would say more top of D tier. It's not the work, because I... Honestly, yeah, above insta-love, right? Because there's something to be said of a story where the character clearly has earned their spot as being a leader. And earned the title of king and then find out that they're a secret heir. Or it's a part of the story. You
2: okay there? A bug just went in my eye. How do we have a bug down here? I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, okay. We're we're good. We're good. So, secret air. Where do you think it should go? Top of D. Tickle me chimbers. Maybe bottom of C. Tickle me (laughs) chimbers.
0: Why do you keep trying
3: out new phrases? <laughs>
2: One's gonna stick, man. You're not gonna. I really stick. was hoping you would just let that one go.
3: Checkle me terrorists. <laughs> what? What's that?
2: It's no tw- like, This is the second podcast in a row we're recording at 1 a.m. This is this has gotta stop. <laughs> All right, secret air, oh. are we thinking I'm I'm thinking the bottom C. I just had a fly stick in my eye. Give me bottom C. Fine. All you right. can have bottom C. Give him bottom C. One for the eyeball. There we go. The next one, your reluctant hero trope. I love a reluctant hero. You do? Mm-hmm. It's always
3: it's always fun to see them dragged into something, and it's normally far more entertaining than an enthusiastic hero. Like someone who wants to be a hero is normally not that very fun.
2: It's the change that Lord of the Rings did from the movie, from the books to the movies, where in the books, Aragorn was never reluctant. <laughs> Yeah. Whereas in the movies, they added a reluctant element to him, and yeah. I think it was every single decision made. This is a tangent. Every single decision made in the movies was made with love and care, and dedication to the books. And as the most accurate you can get, there are deviations here and there. And it is perfect. They are both perfect. The books are perfect, and the movies are perfect. And Peter Jackson gave all of his love, and every actor, every worker, one out of ten New Zealanders worked on that movie.
3: One one comment to. To the contrary, don't. The Two Towers movie
2: is a 10 out of 10 with some minor we bo- flaws. We both watched with, it. Listen, with some minor flaws. Listen, the Ward thing where he falls off the cliff, yes, it's not in the books. And mm-hmm. yes, it's a yes. That's true. Also, the, the, the end ending. scene, yes, the end scene, yes. Uh-huh. Fine. But listen, it's still 10 out of 10. This was made with love. <laughs> Find another adaptation. Anything fine okay <laughs> so reluctant hero wanna go I'm thinking bottom B what do you think bottom B um
3: it doesn't above McGuffin
2: where's McGuffin oh above right McGuffin below. below mentor alright I'll give you that I'll give you that alright looked in here out there next trope here comes the cavalry oh that's always fun here comes the Oof. cavalry it's you know what this trope is similar to is it, it's the It's similar to the um last stand. Yes, last stand because typically there could be a, a last cavalry charge. Or well, the here comes the cavalry during the last stand.
3: See, I like that more than the last stand because typically a last stand is just waiting for the day of sex or waiting for the uh the last Not, charge. I mean, They're waiting for the cavalry. The movie
2: 300, there's no cavalry. It's a freaking last stand. Yes, that's where it's done. That, that is a last stand. Yeah, i am just give you an example of like an awesome yeah. last stand. It's awesome. Oh, but how about, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can go above last stand though. Above epic battle as well in A tier? I don't know. No. Oh, mm. it, uh, well. It's here. the best part of an epic battle.
3: Mmm. When an epic battle but happens, but the epic
2: battle includes "here comes the cavalry." Therefore, in the Venn diagram, goes below epic battle. But we'll give it above antagonist to ally. We got three more folks. If you're still listening, <laughs> you're get, a warrior. Let's get through it before the battery dies. <laughs> <laughs> and this bug, I really got. I think it went out of my eye, but it like hit my eye and then yeah. went out. It's like one of those. Okay, you, you feel you feel one of its wings still stuck to your eyeball. It, it's there, it's like yeah, it's rolling into the back of your head. You can't reach it. Oh, you're describing something like a dystopian novel, which is the next trope. Sometimes the, the what do you call it? The transitions write themselves, don't they? I, I can tell it's getting late. <laughs> <laughs> dystopian
3: trope. What do you think about dystopian novels? I generally like them. And that's just because I'm more of a fan of sci- sci-fi than you, and sci-fi is mostly dystopian. In general. But
2: oh, you know what I'm more of a fan of than you mm. is YA. And mm. YA has a lot of dystopian, so that's where we connect. I'm getting ah. more into sci-fi, but I love a good dystopian. I think we're on the same level of dystopian love here, even mm. though you like sci-fi more. That is true. I A tier. Come on, say it with me. Yeah, it's A tier dystopian. It's, view. Yeah, it's such a. It always lends to a great world and interesting conflict. It, mm-hmm. Dystopian in and of itself produces a conflict and intrigue for for the story. i are we be th- interested to see a
3: dystopian past rather than a because you always see the dystopian futures all the time Th- that's the most common just look dystopian. to your childhood thanks
2: <laughs> <laughs> hi mom <laughs> alright we're rethinking we uh, where in A honestly I think right between talking animals and lost civilization mm, i put it above talking animals okay
0: rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot
2: yes finally, finally got one, win one. finally <laughs> all right we got two more utopian stories i'm gonna go off the gate and say i like them a lot less uh yeah definitely the utopian stories are definitely
3: way less interesting however the caveat being where it's typically this is how you see it it starts off of oh yeah this is a utopia but it actually isn't. It's actually a secret dystopia.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. That's what
3: really it's a normally do. Yeah, but what story do you know of like a utopian trope where it actually is a utopia? The only one I can think of is utopia. Doctor Strange. No, there's
2: a book titled Utopia. I read it for, it's like one of those political science stuff. Though. Oh. It's a, it's Lime. a, it's something I read in school. Yeah. Politics sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> But Utopia is like, uh, I don't know. It's just not fun. No one wants to see perfect. Oh, you know what?
3: I was thinking Doctor it, Strange, Multiverse of Madness, the one where the,
2: huh?
3: Remember- oh, that world. Yeah,
2: I was, I was going to reference just to talk over you for a second here. <laughs> the story, The Giver. Have you ever read The Giver? It was required a long time in, ago Yeah I had to read this For I think like Eighth grade Long time ago And another YA book mm-hmm. Where it's presented As a A utopian world Where everything's perfect But it's really dystopian Because Everyone's Memories are taken away And you have to take These drugs mm-hmm. on purpose so Again it's It always falls into dystopia Like you say Yeah Brave so, new world Yeah Utopia is It's just not fun mm-hmm. Let's go Honestly Let's go we Honestly, thinking?
3: if it's actually utopia and not a utopian, a, a secret dystopia, if it's not that,
2: then F. The only thing I can think of, I don't even know if this clarifies as utopia, but Studio Ghibli films are all just fun and giddy in, in a sense of My Neighbor Totoro, for example. It's just Very the the food's great, the smells and it's very low conflict and you're more there for the the ambiance. The ambiance, yeah, the experience. All right, you convinced me. Uh, middle of D somewhere. Middle of D, let's go. Oh, definitely had a plot armor. Definitely ahead of Yeah, let's go below amnesia. Fair enough. All right. The last one, and if you refer to Wheel of Time, so help me God. I'm sorry. It's the the farm boy trope. (laughs) What do you think about the farm boy trope? This is gonna be our biggest disagreement. I'm still not sick of it. I'm still not over the. Tr- right.
3: I know eventually I'm gonna read enough where I'll be tired of it. I'm, I'm not of it. tired of it yet.
2: I've read less than you, and know, I'm sick of it. How is that really? possible? Yeah. Ugh, that's what a shame. It's farm boy specifically is what annoys me more. It's not the because I guess you could say ugh, we've referred to so we've referred to Lord of the Rings like fifty
3: times this episode. It l- quite literally is farm boy to,
2: but the. Little nugget there is it's the Shire. So
3: what do they do other than farm? They eat
2: what they farm. Yeah. That's different, buddy. It's the same thing. No, They're farm boys farm boys work and they don't eat. They're more grizzled. You know this. Come on. No. It's <laughs> not the case. But I, I always think of the Shire as, when I think farm boy, for some reason, I think human so the Shire separates it from me because it's a hobbit and it's more magical. Because the Shire is a magical place.
3: I think you're getting real pedantic about it. I think it counts. It's basically the same thing.
2: I think there's a difference. Yeah,
3: well, when you, you think when, wrong. Listen,
2: when you think farm boy trope, I, I straight up go, I go, a farm, naive, analog for the basically reader. Yeah, basically, the farm boy trope is when they're going on this big quest with a bunch of people and they have to get compelled to this. And there's some doom that they're presenting to, which mm-hmm. doesn't happen in Lord of the Rings. It's not like he has to go through this journey and destroy Ring in this doom. It's not like he's going from some small town where he hasn't experienced the world, doesn't want to go on these adventures, and then goes out to these other lands and faces this danger. It's not like there's this little small guy that is in the simple land. Without everybody's nice and neighbors, they don't know much of the outside world. And it's really humble beginnings, and then has this whole coming of age thing where he comes back in the end. It's not like he does that. It's not like he comes back to the Shire. And you have this whole arc of him going out to the world and then back again, here and back again. Bilbo Baggins. So you want to put that in top of S tier? <laughs> yep, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Farboy,
3: though, it It doesn't go S tier. No, no, it but doesn't go S tier. I'm, I'm thinking top of B. I'm, I'm saying bottom B. Bottom B? Yeah, because mm. my
2: actual thoughts on this, I'm being generous, my actual thoughts is like C or D tier. Mm. Obviously, Lord of the Rings is a classic fantasy and you can never hate on something that... Well, the
3: best, the best thing about the farm boy whole trope is seeing it's the ultimate floor for them to rise from. It, it gives them the most growth to become whatever it is. And then it's so much... It's so interesting to see how far they've come.
2: I agree, but I think you can do it something else other than a farm. It's more interesting when it's for example yeah. Kaladin. hmm No spoilers, again, I'm not, I'm not gonna get into Storm and stuff, but at his very beginning, his start, it's not a farm. He starts as this is literally chapter one or two, a slave. Like that's a bigger gladiator, one of my favorite movies. It's not like he starts at a farm. He starts as uh, there's there's other ways to come up from from that. Yeah, but farm. it's not just coming up in power
3: or station. It's more of
2: the journey that you go through and the, what you well learn. the journey
3: of ignorance and like mm-hmm. how sheltered their life is and how hardened they have to become yeah typically so alright what are you thinking I'm thinking below pure evil
2: villain ahead of quest yeah put, put it below quest the reason
3: why I say that is because a quest is mainly plot farm boy deals with a character journey and you would let, you prefer character over plot
2: Good argument. I'm putting it blow quest. (laughs) It's the one power I have. Listen, I haven't used my executive authority of having the mouse this whole episode. I I saved it for the last one. And one last thing. All right, everybody. (laughs) This was... A to Ramble episode. Don't know how long this one it was. It may but. be the longest one ever, but hey, let Probably. us know what
3: you think down below and if you actually got to the end, I'd be surprised if you did, but we had fun talking about we did. these.
2: We had fun talking to each other and uh, whoever's left here. So yeah. All that was right. great. Let's go to bed. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye.